Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Ever walk into a bank and borrow money without paying interest? Me either. That's why I'm excited to announce 12-month 0% financing is back at Peters. Hi, it's Bart again. If your old appliance is giving you fits, come see us at Peters. We deliver and service what we sell. Always. No 800 numbers, no strangers to deal with, no hassle. Choose from GE, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, and more, including Speed Queen Home Laundry, the best built, best back washers and dryers on the market. Whatever your choice, buy it today and take a full year to pay, interest-free. If you don't know Peters, you should. Our family has been selling and servicing major appliances for 60 years. We are your local appliance experts. Come find out what makes us better. From washers to dryers, refrigerators, and ranges, we can help with your appliance needs. And if your appliance ever breaks, just give us a call. Easy, great deals, good service, free delivery, and 0% financing. What more could you ask for? Peter's Home Appliance Center, Market Street, Sunbury. Financing with approved credit through Synchrony Bank. See salesperson for full details. During these tough times, Mahindra dealers are helping customers find comfort in working their land. Just visit whymahindra.com to build your tough tractor and get a custom quote. Your Mahindra dealer will even deliver to your property. And get special savings now during the Mahindra Summer Sale. Save on Mahindra tractors at Hilly Ridge Sales and Service in Mount Pleasant Mills and also on Elysburg Road in Danville, online at hillyridge.com. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get your color your way. We've made it easier than ever to try and buy color. Preview paint colors in your home with our Color Snap app. Then visit swcolorchips.com to have color chips delivered to your door for free. And when you're ready to paint, shop online. Then stop by your local Sherwin-Williams store for curbside pickup and get everything you need without leaving your car. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. The great new product lines Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. 
tremendous pre-owned inventory, all at Sunbury Motors. Great deals to be had. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Chad Hirschberger in today for Matt. Chad, welcome. Great to have you with us. Thanks. Good to be here. Beautiful day yesterday for you to be at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. And the uh, Susquehanna Valley Country Club, uh, really, the track's in great shape. I always really enjoy playing that track. I was with Craig Purdy yesterday, um, who played well. Matt Catrillo. How did Matt play? (laughs) Matt sunk a... 15-foot putt for birdie on 17. And we considered it to be the shot of the day. And then, of course, Steve Engel. It's always great to be with my good friend Steve Engel. Spend any time with him, especially a few hours out in the golf course. Steve's just one of the great guys going from uh, Purdy. And uh, we just had a fabulous time and raised uh, maybe about $15,000 for the greatest Susquehanna Valley YMCA which is, that's for Bonnie and the group, great news. And uh, they're going to come back with the 30th annual event, bigger and better than ever, next spring. All right, let's get to the news of the day. And there's, for some reason, there's been no shortage of it. Um, Every time I turn around, there's no shortage of it. So let's start with this. Uh, Penn State is 7th in the initial preseason coaches poll. Uh, Clemson is number one. Ohio State is two. Alabama's three. Georgia, four. LSU's five. Oklahoma, six. Penn State, seven. Florida, eight. Oregon, nine. Notre Dame, ten. Then it's Auburn, 11. Wisconsin, 12. Texas A&M, 13. Texas, 14. Michigan, 15. Oklahoma State, 16, USC, 17, Minnesota, 18, North Carolina, 19, Utah, 20, UCF, 21, Cincinnati, 22, Iowa, 23, Virginia Tech, 24, and Iowa State, 25. So that's what the preseason Amway coaches poll looks like. Micah Parsons made it official today in opting out, but Micah Parsons is going to stay in school this fall because Micah is on track to graduate in December. So he wants that degree. And I, and remember, too, and this is something I failed to bring up yesterday, but um, I should have brought it up. Remember, too, Micah has a son. So, uh, I mean, that has to enter into the equation as well as to what he's doing. So Micah Parsons made it official today in opting out for the 2020 college football season to get himself ready for the NFL draft. And uh, Todd McShay has him number six in his top 32 rankings. Uh, Parsons said he felt comfortable with the health and safety standards of Penn State, but the potential risk to his young son far outweighed my urge to play football this season. He did that on a video. Therefore, I decided to opt out for the 2020 season, prepare for the 2021 NFL draft. I will be graduating early and getting my degree in December. Consensus All-American. I hope he has a great pro career. Personally like him. 
if you had a chance to really talk to him a little bit, um, you'd be really impressed with him. So I hope he does well. Hence, it turns out it's a position of, you know, on the football side of it, a position with depth. Obviously, Micah is a special player. He's a generational player. But it's also a position where Penn State has depth, and they'll still be able to make a lot of plays at the linebacking spot because of the depth. The Jacobs kid, I think, has a chance to be good. Uh, I think uh, Jesse Lucetta, uh, Charlie Catcher is now back in, into the mix. So that's all going to be um, in terms of the linebacking. Yeah, you'll you'll miss out on the quarterback walking up to the line of scrimmage and looking around, where's 11? You'll miss out on that part of it. That's how good he is. But the it is not as if the, tub, the cupboard is completely bare at linebacker for Penn State. All right, so, so we've dealt with that. Now let's deal with the next part. It's not going to be a one-topic show. <laughs> no, I got that sense as soon as I walked in the door here at the station today. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be a one-topic show. Um, but, you know, Micah opted out for the draft. Told you about that. Told you about the college football poll. Now we're going to get into the situation with fans. I'm not even up to the governor yet. We'll get to that in a moment. Because what the governor talked about dealt with high school sports. Okay, so at, under the current guidelines, all right, at Beaver Stadium, uh, they're only the governor is only allowing two hundred fifty people outdoors. Now Beaver Stadium is it's outdoors, but it's indoors too. All right. Um. So these are some of the COVID-19 guidelines or guiding principles. First priority in reopening is maintaining the health and safety of all citizens and visitors. Every measure taken by ICA, the campus, as well as state and local governments, businesses, and individuals should consider the general health and safety of the public. Two, protection of the vulnerable. Targeted measures should focus on fans over the age of 65 and those who have serious underlying medical conditions. Obvious. Three, operational readiness. Support the highest practical levels of operation while maintaining public health safety so ICA can return to work and the local economy can recover. Public confidence. Any plan must be rooted in sound medical judgment and driven by health metrics so every fan, staff, and athlete feels as safe as they can as they return to work, spectate, or play with their routine activities. An effective communication strategy is critical to ensuring public confidence. And then partnering with the campus and the community. Campus and State College business community are partners with ICA, so they want safe, logical, stage-by-stage plan to return to work, play, and have that implemented. Uh, there have been three surveys to understand fan sentiment. They actually had 16,000 respondents to the first one in June. They had 14,000 responses to the one in late July that was due, I think, Sunday, August 2nd. Fans rank their likelihood of attending Penn State football games second only to shopping at a grocery store. 
Requiring fans and staff to wear a mask ranked the highest among expectations for Beaver Stadium operations. Second to masks, our fans expect sanitizer to be provided throughout the venue. And they've sourced over 100, over 1,000 hand sanitizing stations to meet that. Uh, so here, here's, you know, the bottom line is right now, as of this hour, um, because of the 250 cap, because of the 250 cap, right now they feel like they can't do it because of what the state says. Now, if they're allowed to have fans in, they'd have focused spacing, concession stands would have a touchless approach, hand sanitizer, safe and wellness protocols, and so forth. And so that's, you know, so that's how they would get it back. As of right now, because of the 250, because of the 250, as of right now, they feel they can't open for the fans. Now, if they could open, okay, so again, the current large group gathering guidance from the governor's office limits capacity to 250 people for outside events, 25 people for inside events. Therefore, under current conditions and current state orders, our fall sports events would be conducted without fans in the general seating areas of our facilities. And they're still working with the governor's office to discuss and possibly be prepared for the opportunity to have spectators for open fall events. If they were to, if, the number would be 23,275, right? But that's if. Right now they can't. Not allowed to. And that's a big part of, you know, you have to do, this is one where the state's in charge. So that is where they are with that. And it doesn't mean it can't change. I mean, let's start with this. Well, now, I don't, who knows what it's going to be in two weeks because we never know what it's going to be like in two weeks. As I've mentioned from day one, we take it a day at a time here. That's what we do. But the numbers in the last three weeks have been getting better and better and better. Two weeks from now, do they still continue to get better? Or do they level out, or do they get a little worse? Well, say they do continue to get better. Do they then open the door? Does it open the door for the governor to allow the Eagles, Steelers, and Penn State to have fans? As of right now, nobody over over 250. That's the way it is. And somebody asked me today about, you know, well, what about you guys working and so forth? See, there's a difference between 250 out on the field that's outdoors. I think the limit would be 25 people for an indoor gathering in this room and 25 people in that room, 25 people in that room, as to the people who have to work. All right? So that's what they, you know what they're talking about now. With the governor, what the governor's recommending deals with high school sports. That the recommendation he didn't order it, he did not order it, but he recommended no high school sports until January first. Okay, 
That's a recommendation. So again, Penn State's ranked seventh. Micah Parsons has opted out. Uh, today, uh, the attendance policy, uh, you know, announcing a no fan policy at Beaver Stadium for the 2020 season. As of right now, again, that's as of the current guidelines with the governor. Now, they're still working on plans on seating venues, but they're also trying to do this in close cooperation with the governor's office. And remember, this is consistent with what Penn State has said the entire time. Penn State has said the entire time, whether it's back to school or events, they wanted to make sure they followed the governor's guideline. Sandy Barber said today, for our fans, I know they're anxious because many of them want to come. Many of them want to know what the safety procedures will be for us. And as with anything that we're doing, whether it has to do with student-athletes or has to do with staff or coaches or, in this case, fans, everything we're doing relates to health and safety goes right back to health and safety. Uh, But before we can put out what our seating might look like, we certainly need some guidance from others. So we're still not quite there yet. Said so the mo- in a month the calculus has changed substantially. As of today, the current large group gathering guidance from the governor limits at 250 outdoor, 25 indoor. Therefore, under current conditions, current state orders, our fall sports would be conducted without fans in the general seating areas of our facilities but they're continuing to work with the governor's office to discuss and possibly be prepared for the opportunity to have spectators at all of our fall sporting events. And they did not rule out the possibility of protocols being put in place for the start of the season and that they could change. So that's the story there. As for high school sports... The governor, I think this was a question he was asked at a press conference today. This was not one of those uh, where he just came out and did it. I think he was asked a question. And uh, he was uh, Mike White. He was interviewed by Mike White of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. So, And Mike is one of the top high school writers in the state, especially on the recruiting side of it. The guidance is we ought to avoid any congregate settings. That means anything that brings people together is going to help that virus get us. We ought to do everything we can to defeat the virus. Anytime we get together for any reason, that's a problem because it makes it easier for the virus to spread. So that's what he was talking about today. Again, it's his recommendation. It's not an order. I mean, the governor's recommendation is not to play high school football in 2020. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. 
Hey, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Great to see Tom yesterday. And all the great people at Sunbury Motors. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory, great deals, great service department. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, so... Let's start with this. The uh, Delaware Intercollegiate Athletic Association, which is known as the DIAA, their board of directors voted not to have any high school sports in Delaware during the opening semester of the academic year. Meanwhile, the PIAA administrators had a phone conversation with the governor's staff today after his comments, and they urged him to reconsider his recommendation, but they were unsuccessful. Now the PIAA board is going to decide what to do. Obviously, there are a lot of setbacks for a lot of people in this. A lot of setbacks, a lot of people. Um, And the when you look at hey, let's just take a high school game. It's not just a high school game in terms of the game being played. You know, the parents have invested time, they've invested their life. Young persons invested their time in life. <laughs> but it's not just the player. It's not just the parents, not just the friends. It's the band. It's their effort, it's their... Um, You know, it's it's that it's their Friday night too. It's the cheerleaders. It's their Friday night, and their family and friends. It's the color guard. It, you know, there's so many layers to this, and That's what makes it a tough pill to swallow. I mean, do you now sit there and say, can we try and play high school football in the spring? I haven't heard anybody bring that up. I guess I would talk to him. We're trying to get Bob on the show tomorrow, by the way, Bob Lombardi. Um, and we'll see if we can, but I know we put the the request in. And look, uh it's tough. You you've got you know a lot of people have had to go through tough things. You know we know what the unemployment rate is out of this after being the unemployment rate being best I've seen in my lifetime. Now now of course they're trying to fight back with this. I mean so households have had it had it tough. Doesn't doesn't, but it should not minimize. the feelings of the young people who want to play. It should not minimize the feelings of the young people who are in the band. It should not minimize the feelings of the cheerleading squad. It shouldn't minimize the feelings of the color guard. It shouldn't minimize any of that. It shouldn't minimize any of that. 
you know, you try to see the big picture on these things, but it does not mean when somebody sits there and says, oh, my kid deserves to play this year, you know, and you're always going to have the, the, you know, the the holier than thou, and that's what it is, the holier than thou say, well, look at the whole big picture. Everybody understands the big picture. They get it. You can personalize it. You're allowed to. You're allowed to be disappointed. You're allowed to be upset. Don't need any perspective from anybody. I don't need any. You know, you don't need anybody to say, "Well, look at all these other people and how much." I mean. Hey, I got it. Doesn't mean I can't have a personal disappointment. It means you can't be eighteen and not be personally disappointed. You can be. And that's you know, it's, unfortunately, that's what you know they're going to have to. We'll see what the the board wants to do. Delaware's already said no. The question will now be, will Pennsylvania say no? I mean, they already were saying no fans. And somebody asked me about that yesterday. They said, well, here at State College, what's interesting about State College is this. (laughs) State College Memorial Field at State College is in the ground. So you can stand up on street level. You can watch the game up there. Yeah. So you actually can you you actually can get around it, believe it or not. So it's been a day of big news. The news is not over for the day. We'll see what the PIAA board wants to do. And the governor's made a recommendation. Uh, it's not an executive order, but it's a recommendation. We'll see what the PIAA board wants to do. When it comes to, when it comes to sports, it's not just a great release. People love to play sports. Young people love to play sports. Parents love watching their kids go play. It's a great. It's not just a great release. It's just there's a sense of joy in it. Now, is it perfect? No, there'll be disappointment. Absolutely, you know, not every game's going to go the way you want. But. It's an important part of what we do. Just like, for example, um, people who enjoy art. It was a disappointment for them. They couldn't show their art at the arts festivals here in State College over the summer. Now, they found other ways to do it virtually, but it's not the same. It's always loved it. Hey, we're going to do this virtually. I'm like, oh, I'm sick of virtual. <laughs> There's some elements that are virtual are really good. There's some elements that are really good. Uh, where you can have, like, for example, Dick Girardi and I today did a Facebook Live with Mitch Gerber of Penn State talking about Penn State basketball. You know, talking about what happened last season, about the program, about our careers, about the new players, you know, because obviously I've had a chance to see them. Uh, so I'm able to talk about them, which was great. And Dick did his part from Yardley. I did mine at State College. Mitch was up on campus. I think Mitch was on, I think, I think Mitch was on campus. And that's where he did it. So having that come together from different locations – yeah, that virtual part is fine, but when everybody's all in the same town and can't sit down and say, "Okay, let's have a meeting. We'll get a meal and do this," we're social. We're, we're social people. That's who we are. We're you know, 
So I keep trying to chat. I keep trying to tell the suit that we're sociable people. I keep trying to tell him. You should see the nasty, nasty text message I got from him yesterday. I'm going to read it verbatim. All right. I think I made some comment in the air about him setting set the setup, which you know it always works fine over at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. Okay, always works fine. And he says, "I think I made some comment about it. You wouldn't know the setup if I gave you a map." This is the sociable person, really. Okay, who sent me? Did you get this text too? Who sent this? I don't even know who sent it. I did. It's from Mark Lawrence. Oh, Mark Lawrence. Yeah. That, well, this is exactly what we just said. Almost verbatim. Update. Not an order or a mandate, but a strong recommendation. It applies to all K-12. through That's exactly what we said. We said it was a recommendation. We said it was not a, an executive order. School administrators and locally elected a school board should make the decision. Except what's different here is that you have to start with this. What's a little bit different here is that first the PIAA has to make its recommendation, which then opens the doors to what the schools are going to do. I think that that's a big part of it, too. Uh, applies to team and individual school. Not, yeah, includes competitions, intramural play scrimmages, conditioning, drills, other. Does not apply to collegiate and pro sports. So far, we've said all this, right? Yep, that's right. <laughs> so, far, so far, we are one, two, three, four for four. And then finally, gathering limits remain unchanged, no more than 25. May gather indoors, 250 outdoors. Chad, we're five for five. Yep. It's a <laughs> we got good it. day we, here on the Steve Jones we, we, Show. <laughs> we did all of that in the opening forty-five minutes of the show and got all hit all five points. Huh? There you go. We got all five of them. Yep. So we we talked about with Beaver Stadium, the Steelers and the Eagles. High school is a different proposition. We talked about the 250, the 25. See, the 250-25 is an interesting thing because in football in the Big Ten, you're allowed to travel 74. That's players. At home, you can have whatever number you want, so let's just limit it to, let's keep the sideline to 80 to 90. All right, so let's max it out at 90 just to say 90, okay? So that brings us to 164. That means there are 86 other spots, including coaching staffs, officials, guys on the chains, the red hat. The red hat would also have a have a, uh, a producer with him. Although they put a head, I guess he can wear a headset as the red hat. Uh, it would include. Let's see. So you got 164, 86 spots. So let's just say between managers and coaches, 25 each, 50. So now you're up at 214, right? And that leaves 36 spots. 
There are eight officials down to 28. Two guys in the chains, 26. Um, Red Hat, 27. Uh, Let's see. So you can do the field part. I don't think there's anybody else I missed down there. Off the top of my head. Because the the managers handle the the footballs in and out. So that part happens. Um, Uh, So that leaves leaves you a, a little room. And that's with 90 home players. If you want to make it 80, you can. Or 85. So you can do the 250 part on the field, no issue. Uh, you're like, oh, what about the media and people covering? Ah, you're now technically indoors. See what I'm saying? We're not near. We're not near the field. We're not near the 250. So you see where I'm going here, Chad? Yeah. And- so, so there, there are ways to do this because. In, let's take Beaver Stadium. In essence, Beaver Stadium is seven separate buildings, and they, you know, and we're talking about floors. Like the, the press box has four floors to it. Now the first floor is that, that's you eliminate that. That's out. You can't even see, you, know, you can see out the back. You can't see out the front. Okay, so that's out. That's that's where they used to do food preparation. Used to they don't do that anymore. It's just really a storage area now. So the second floor, which is where we are. Has you have camera bays, so you need camera people there. Oh, that's the other part. I forgot about camera people down on the sideline. Um, but that that doesn't get you to two fifty. Uh, and an audio person, perhaps. So TV would probably need a dozen people down there because the people that are setting up would not be. In the stadium, it's set up, and then they leave. Oh, let's see. And then, like, take our floor. There's two camera bays up on our floor. Booth next to us is the uh, replay booth. The booth on the other side of us is where Com Radio is, or something like that. And I don't know if they're going to let them do it or not. Then there's an open booth that they use for donors and so forth. And there's one next to that that's the same thing. Then down the hallway, there's like there's two wide open booths down there. Then the third floor is where the media is. Can you partition off the press box in sections to allow 25 socially distanced? Can you do that? I mean, that's something that you'd have to you'd have to take a long hard look at. Uh, you're not going to go down to the locker room or to the media room. You're not going to do that. You're going to have to do everything off Zoom in covering the game. Which they've been doing anyway recently, so... Right. I mean, they have that experience. And to be honest with you, if you're a reporter covering, I mean, you may want the option of covering from home but being allowed to do the Zoom postgame. Just a thought. Um, so again there is a definite separation between the field and 
the box. The box is, is an indoor setting. The field is an outdoor setting, and the box is not near the field. You are not six feet away. I know they've talked to, um, they've already talked to Jack and me about what our booth would look like, and we can do it. Right, so we know that. Uh, they talked to Dick and me about the basketball broadcast area. Same thing, we can do that. But there's a way you have to do it. It's a little bit different than how we've set up before, but still it can be done. And I mean, when I mean it's different, it's only slightly different. It's not a major change. But first of all, Mark Lawrence, thank you very much for the text. And Mark, I think you would be proud that before we received this text, we did all five of those. Huh, Chad? Huh? Uh, a little extra in our paychecks, please. <laughs> all right, I don't think we should take it too far, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay, so. According to media outlets, during a conference call among Big Ten coaches on Monday, Michigan's Jim Harbaugh reportedly interrupted Ohio State's Ryan Day and accused the Buckeyes of breaking rules regarding on-field instruction. Harbaugh asked Day about a photo that purportedly shows Ohio State assistant Al Worthington, or excuse me, Al Washington, working with Ohio State's linebackers. NCAA rules don't permit on-field instruction until tomorrow. How about I worry about my team? You worry about yours, Day told Harbaugh. During an Ohio State team meeting later that day, Day purportedly told his players that the Wolverines better hope for a mercy rule this season because we're going to hang a 100 on them. A source confirmed Day's comments to the team. When ESPN asked Day about the reported incidents during a Zoom meeting today, he declined to comment. I appreciate the question, but I'd rather not answer that right now. Ohio State's won the last eight meetings between the two, 15 of the last 16 in the series. Some rivalry. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Phil Steele, next half hour on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay.